You're very welcome back to another episode of the Executive Code Podcast, um, where we're discussing everything to do with personal mastery. I'm here with Nicole, and Nicole has more questions that she wants to have answered. So, uh, Nicole, what is it that you have for us this week? So recently, Paula, I was talking to a friend who mentioned that she doesn't hire employees in her in her business because she doesn't think they can do the work as well as she can. So she would rather do it all herself. Uh, this seems to be a common trend, whether you know, you're self-employed or you manage employees in a company or even when it comes to housework. So is this necessarily negative or is there some advantage? And if not, what can we do to learn to delegate tasks? Um, it's actually quite common in whether it be, as, as you say, whether it be you're a manager within the company, whether you're self-employed or whether you're actually running a household. So it, it is actually very, very common. Is there disadvantages to it? Yeah, there absolutely is because you're doing now everything that you have to do, but you don't necessarily, you're perhaps maybe not the best person to be doing it in the first place. What you want to look at, so especially where if this person is self-employed, ultimately what's going to happen is that if they're doing everything themselves, they're now going to put a limit on the income that they can actually generate because there's only so many hours in the day and the more busier that individual gets, whether it be by serving clients or by doing administration work or any kind of other activities that they're doing within the business itself, what they're going to do is they're make, going to make less hours that they can actually generate an income from. So therefore, they're actually going to reduce their income that they're, they're going to be generating. The same thing applies as an employee. If you're a manager or an employee within the company, if you're doing tasks that you may not be the best person suited for it, you're therefore not bringing as much value to the company. And therefore, by not bringing as much value to the company, you're actually putting a ceiling on the income that you can generate. If you want to generate more income in terms of salary or remuneration, create more value within the company. It's as simple as that. So when it comes to delegating, there's a few things that shows up. One is, and you've you got to, I suppose, ask yourself these questions, if, if, if trying to delegate is, is, is problematic for people. Ultimately, first thing that shows up is that there's a fear of something. So it's a fear of loss in terms of either I'm no longer going to be have the value for the actual company itself. If it's self-employed, it means that it's a fear of loss in the sense of I have to pay somebody else in order to do the work that I perhaps want to do, or it's a fear of lack of control or a fear of control, meaning a fear of loss of control, because now you want to control all the things that you're doing. And therefore, so ultimately, there's an underlying fear. When you recognize what the fear is, now you can start to dissolve the fear. That's one thing. But the next thing that shows up is around time. So people will say, well, it's easier to do the job myself rather than trying to teach somebody to do it. And yes, that's true. But pretty much like yourself, Nicole, when you're, let, let me use the analogy of flying. When you're taking off, you're using a huge amount of fuel at the very beginning in order to get that aircraft off the ground and into the air. So that's just as much as when you're trying to delegate to somebody else, that initial trust of petrol or, the, or aviation fuel, if you use that analogy, that initial impulse of, of time that's required in order to teach somebody to do what it is that you want them to do is needed. But then once you get into cruising mode, now it becomes an awful lot easier because you're no longer having to keep an eye, an eye on what the individual is doing. They're just doing it, meaning the work has been done 
while you're actually doing something else. So yes, there's an element of, of time being required in order to A, find the individual, but also to make sure that it's done in the way that you want it done, perhaps. And But what they'll actually bring to the table is that because they're more competent in it, they will actually bring more and easier, quicker ways of actually doing something in a much better way than you could potentially be doing it yourself. So sometimes we feel we're actually doing it the right way or we're feeling we're doing it the best way. But actually, when you're using somebody else's expertise and that's what they specialize in, well, then they actually bring an awful lot more to the table itself. So yes, there's initial investment from a time perspective, but once you get over that initial curve, well, then now you're into, in aviation terms, you're into cruising mode. The next piece that comes up is trust. And there's three pillars to trust. One is reliability. One second is rapport. And the other is credibility. Now, credibility is easy from the perspective of, have they got the experience in doing what you want them to do? Do they have the qualifications or the understanding of what needs to be done? So that, that's credibility. And most people take that box from a credibility perspective. The other one is rapport. Now, rapport is just that, that interaction with somebody that you know you get on well with them, and therefore it makes it an awful lot easier when you're working with somebody in order when you're delegating tasks. So most people can, can build rapport very, very quickly. But the one that everybody literally falls down on is reliability. And as soon as you start to break down that pillar, reliability, now trust starts to break down. So let me explain how that works. Say you're delegating a task, and that person that's going to do the task says to you, well, look, I'll have X, Y, and Z done by a particular date, and here's how it's going to be done, and here's what you're going to get by that particular date. If that person, so they, indirectly what they've done is they've given you a promise. Now, if it comes to the date and the task isn't done, now what starts to break down is trust. Because now the question that goes on from an unconscious perspective in the person's mind is, can I trust that individual? Meaning, are they reliable enough to do the task that I'm delegating them to do? So pretty much every single human being will fall down on reliability and therefore, as a result, fall down on trust. Whether you're an employee, whether you're working with clients, whether you're a business owner, whether you're self-employed, it makes no difference. Every single individual will typically fall down on that one pillar unless they understand the three pillars of trust and then unless they understand and build a system into their business or into their life. So therefore, they're able to deliver on the reliability pillar. So when it comes to your, your, your friend, Nicole, in delegating a task, that's typically where it's going to fall down from a reliability perspective. And therefore, what will now start to kick in is if somebody hasn't delivered a task for them in the way they expected to be done or how to be done or by the time frame is going to be done, well, then now what's in their mind is, well, they'll, in effect, they'll, they'll, they'll brush everybody else with the same viewpoint. So, well, oh, I have to do it myself because I cannot find anybody else to do it. But there's no such thing as absolutes, meaning you can't go through every single individual in the whole population and not find one person to be able to do the task. So you can't use absolutes when it, when it comes to human behavior. The next thing is competence, and competence is made the three pillars are skills, knowledge, and experience. Once, if you're trying to delegate a task, it's a case of trying to find somebody that has the skills, the knowledge, and experience to do what it is that you want them to do. 
And once you've got that, well, then now you've got somebody that's perhaps even better to be able to do the task that you want them to do. So one of those four elements, whether it be fear of loss, time or trust or confidence, one of those aspects, if not all four of them, will come into play when somebody wants to delegate. You work on those four, and then now it becomes an awful lot easier to actually delegate to somebody else. There are so many experts out there. I've got a team. They're all virtual. Uh, I don't even know how many people are on the team now at this stage. Nicole, you're, you're one of them. You're part of my team. So there, there's always experts to be found out there that can absolutely do something that you, yes, could you do it? Yeah, you could, but they can do it an awful lot better than what it is that you can do. And once you find those individuals, and then it's developing a team a team element with them in order to, to, to develop the relationship with them. And therefore, now you have that team or those individuals delegating the task to for as long as you want within the business itself. So now, the more time that you free up within your business or as a manager, well, then now the more value that you can bring to your own business. And ultimately, as I said earlier on, the more value that you bring, well, then the more you're actually going to generate more income. Yeah, anyone involved in any sort of onboarding of new employees knows how time-consuming it can be because it takes time away from their other work. One thing I noticed was uh, you mentioned competence, and you talked about this in one of your earliest podcasts. Uh, It's made up of skills, knowledge, and experience. And then for credibility, um, which is part of trust, you also mentioned that it includes experience and qualifications. So there does seem to be some sort of overlap between credibility and competence. Yeah, it will be. Absolutely will be. Yeah. And but this... Take, take uh, it from the point of view, Nicole, of... So you're a pilot. So if you are walking in to an airline, well, then there's certain certifications that you will have, but also skills, knowledge, and experience in order to do what it is that you're to do as a pilot. And this is especially hard for perfectionists, right? We, we talked about this yeah. on one of the previous episodes where we have to learn to embrace perfectionism and see it as a strength instead of a weakness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. Why not be perfect in what your genius drivers are as opposed to trying to be perfect in every single thing that you do? So the more you fill your day, your week, your month, your year with activities that are in line with your genius drivers, well, then the much more value that you're going to bring to the world and the much more joy and fulfillment that you'll also personally get. So the best way of of working it out is that once you know what your genius drivers are, identify what are the activities that are in line with your genius drivers, and everything else is what you want to outsource or delegate or get rid of. Yeah, I like how you mentioned uh, the term good enough is good enough, and that it's not about perfection, but the process of getting to perfection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is going to segue perfectly into our next episode where we talk about um, Genius U and Genius Drivers. Okay, cool. Perfect. I look forward to it. Okay, guys. So that's where we were discussing today in terms of delegating. So if you find yourself one of those people that find it difficult to actually delegate, perhaps maybe look at each one of those four areas and see what needs to be done in order to help you actually delegate the activities and the work that you're currently doing that perhaps are not bringing the most value to yourself. Until next time, I wish you every success.